0: Dropping the
1: hammer. No, you're not. And welcome back to Dropping the Hammer with Daniel McFadden. I'm Daniel McFadden, a NASCAR writer at frenchrich.com and SpeedSport.com. And uh, I have a lot to talk about in the NASCAR world this week, way more than I thought I was going to be talking about on Sunday when Bubba Wallace won his second career NASCAR Cup Series race. Uh, Got a long list. And with me, almost as always, is John LaFollette. Say hi, John. Hi, John. (laughs) And joining us (laughs) to mark the occasion of Bubba Wallace's second career NASCAR Cup Series win is Phil Spain uh, and. uh, he, he, I think he's now the richest guy on this podcast,
0: uh, by <laughs> far. <laughs> De- debatable. debatable. Uh, no, but Daniel.
1: At least, at least, well, you will be at some point in the in, in the near future,
0: right? So, supposedly, yeah, yeah as supposedly, I've heard. Yeah.
1: So, but we will, we will, we will get to that, and I can't wait for you to, to share that story. Um, but first, guys, Bubba Wallace, second career NASCAR Cup Series win. What did you guys think of the Hollywood Casino 400 at Kansas Speedway?
0: I'll let Mister Phil lead. Okay. Um, well, as as we've kind of seen, you know, tires played a big part. You know, uh, a lot of the top contenders taken out early. Literally, one taken out early by Ross Chastain. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but uh yeah no it was a good race you know especially i would say the last last two stages you know uh there were a little bit of tire trouble there but for the third stage for it to go caution free uh and then to see bubba make that charge from I'd probably say what like fifth or six on a restart all the way up to the lead, and then the hold serve through pit stops. It was a uh, a good uh, a good afternoon. So, uh,
2: Sunday afternoon was a very <laughs> hectic afternoon for me, TV watching wise, because. Not only am I trying to watch this race, I'm trying to watch the IndyCar race, which is on at the exact same time, which I don't know why NBC thought that that was a good idea, given the fact that it was the championship yeah. uh, series race for IndyCar. Um, and then also it was the uh, NFL kickoff as well. So I've got the Colts game on, um, I've got Red Zone on, and I'm just, I've got all these different screens around me trying to focus on <laughs> stuff. Um, But what, what really struck me about this race, and I don't know if it's just because he's already won a race or um because he's just running particularly well as of late or if it's just you know things have calmed down with that team in the in the in the in the pit stop uh department but it just felt like this was a it was I guess I should say they um Bubba Wallace and his crew acted like they've been there before and they acted like they expected this yeah there was none of that like yeah. um like they, like they were obviously they were excited to win but they were excited because they won not because like holy shit we did it we won um i mean you know i don't know if it's it seems like you know if we rewind the clocks back just two months ago like all we could talk about this team was how much they couldn't get out of their own damn way yeah right, right. how it was just issues on pit road it was bubba you know cussing out the crew um or, you know, or or even if it was just, you know, wrong place, wrong time. There were so many instances where Bubba had a good car, but it was just in the wrong place at the wrong time and got taken up in someone else's mess. Um, but things just really sort of calmed down starting with that Atlanta race, that second Atlanta race. Um, well,
1: That, that Atlanta it, race was the first race after they did a crew sh- uh, pit crew swap with Christopher Bell's team. So. Yeah.
2: And since then, they've rattled out. Here's, since Atlanta, here's every finish for Bubba Wallace, 14th. Third, eighth, fifth, second, thirteenth, thirty-fifth at the Glen. Uh road course isn't road course racing isn't his thing. So give him well, he, had there.
1: Pro- he had a mechanical problem.
2: He had a mechanical problem there. It's yeah. true. Uh and then Daytona, he came in eleventh and then ninth and first. I mean, just consistent finishes. He, no, he after will, consistent will, finish.
1: The last 10 races, he has the best average finish of anyone. Ten point
0: one. Yeah, I was gonna say it was about ten point one. And if you take Watkins Glenn out of that. They said it's like something like what nine? Uh, no, seven point something or something. I, oh I, no. Yeah, I haven't done the math, but uh, somebody did the math when you take Watkins Glenn out of the equation. But
1: yeah, and, it, yeah. It, I'm it, sorry, it, continue.
0: Oh uh, yeah. No, I mean it's just seeing those changes, and especially it was really apparent. Sunday. Like, Sunday when they had the tire issue. Uh, I want to say it was, yeah, it was in stage two. Yep. Uh, the wheel was loose, you know, and NBC, I don't, for them, I'm not even sure if they actually said that, you know, that was why he came back down pit road after pit stops.
1: I think they did, but, but you're you're kind of right. They did make a big deal about it. Like, they would yeah, have right. a month ago, probably.
0: Yeah, but Bubba, over the radio, to his credit, and the crew, they all were just even killed. Like, uh, you know, Booty, he said, come down, you know, come on, come back down. You know, we'll get the uh, get the tires straightened out. They were trying to figure out if they had a never set they could put on, but I think they ended up still using that same tire. Uh, and Bubba didn't yell or anything like that. All he said was, it's fine. We got a good car. We'll get back up here." And sure enough, as soon as the restart, you know, he started probably, what, I think 32nd. And by the time that that next caution came out, he was already up to like 20th. He even said over the radio, uh, you know, give me five more laps and we'd have been in the lead. But <laughs> every time, you know, whether it was a restart or a long run or whatnot, he would say, you know, keep adjusting this thing because when we... Get to the front, we're gone. So he called the shot for the most part. Like he he knew himself that okay, once this car gets up there, we're gone.
1: Yeah, right. there 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 was one there's one there's one thing Bubba said, like at some point's like we just need to get to fifth because we keep kind of like petering out once we get there. So once we get to fifth, we're good, we'll go, we'll be gone. And you know, yes. then with uh what was it? 70-some laps to go or 60-some laps to go, he gets by Alex Bowman, just straight up, takes the lead. Um, right. And I was DMing you and Daryl, Phil, I was like, I'm, I'm pretty sure like this is the, the first time that Bubba has taken the lead straight up under green on a non-super speedway race since Bristol yeah. back in 2018.
0: <laughs> right. And, and from somebody, because the way I watched, I had like the tv up but i had it on mute i was listening to the radio and i had the you know the new end card thing for everybody which that worked out well uh i will say i'm not sure for every other driver or whatnot but i know for you know at least for my driver you know it worked out well but uh you know just seeing bowman get like you know closer and closer and closer in the mirror you're like is he literally, like, you know, driving him down? And I I don't even think Bowman had gotten into any form of traffic or anything yet. Because it was just, like, they had the speed where he was able to catch him. You know, I, I, I know Bowman got a little bit loose. But once Bubba got past him, it was just like, oh, okay. So, you know, he's on, you know, he's on basically, like, a uh, on a rocket ship. And... It was just it was just incredible. I will say that was probably other than maybe Michigan, one of the most complete races I've seen that team run. So I agree. And
2: you know, you speaking you, you mentioned his confidence over the radio. I mean, even when he got up to first place, I mean, there they played radio from Bubba's crew late in the race, telling him the gap between him and Christopher Bell, first and second. And he just straight up said. Don't tell me I'm fine. I'm just cruising. Like he yeah. he was he was confident in himself and confident enough in his equipment um, and his ability to to get around lap traffic was really good in this race. And like it's not like he was like passing like just B.J. McLeod and Cody Ware. Like he was <laughs> like he passed like Joey Logano and kept him kept right. Joey Logano behind him. Yeah. You know after Logano had fresher tires. Like his
0: car yeah. was rails. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, Bub-
1: I mean... Bub- Bubba was my pick to win this race.
0: I mean, it was. So, yeah. So yeah. Off, he had
1: he had front running speed in this, this race in the spring and Michigan. Like should have sure. won Michigan. Um so it like it's like, yeah, I think if the, the this seems like a kind of a lock. And you know, he, he qualified six and he ran in top ten all the day, then he had the you know the, the loose wheel and no one made a big deal about it. And he just Ran up there, took the lead. Then they did the pit pit, pit cycle, and then Daniel Suarez eventually had to had to pit, even though he, he kind of tried to long pit a little bit, but it didn't work out. And then there there was there was a scare you know, of about ten laps. All right, oh oh no, the his lead starting to dwindle, and then Denny Hamlin's right. by him, and he starts starts getting closer and closer, but he could never get within more than a second. So, but yeah. then you know, Bubba just kind of ran away with it, but um. This, this, I mean, yeah, we're we're now two races into the playoffs, guys. And there's been two non-playoff winners. Uh, never happened before. What, what mm-hmm. do you guys think about that?
0: Oh well, I'll start on that. Um, I think honestly, it just shows how good the next gen is. Like, you know, if you think about it, if this were last season, and I guess in a way. You can say that Richard Petty Motorsports last year, you know, they needed what they got this year with GMS uh, yeah. being an addition. But you know, they're running up front consistently, so it was just like you would have thought. And there were a few times earlier in the season that Eric ran up front where it looked like, oh, well, maybe he'll get a win, yeah, and he'll be in the playoffs. And I mean, he still stayed around the cut line, you know, uh, you know where if he'd have won maybe at Daytona or, you know, uh, one of those leading up races, he, you know, could have been into the playoffs. Uh, so it wasn't surprising to me that they won, but to do it when, you know, you've got people with higher stakes, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, those guys are running for the playoffs, you know, guys like Hamlin or Bell, you uh, you know, all of the people that have been finishing up front. Uh, but at the end of the day, you're still racing for a win. And that's just like with Bubba and them this week, you know, uh, like Bubba has said, you know, that was, they should have been a playoff team this year. You know, if things had have kind of, you know, worked out a little bit better earlier in the year where they weren't having horrible finishes, you know, that they, could have been more consistent or maybe had a win earlier in the year, just like at Kansas won, uh, yeah. where Kurt won. That could have been Bubba because Bubba was just as fast and maybe was even faster than uh, Kurt was. But you know, it just goes to show that now with this new car, anybody that, you know, has a decent shot and knows how to get around there, get around the track well, is you know, gonna cause you know a little bit of chaos when it comes to the playoffs so
2: i think it's uh interesting i mean eric jones certainly was a driver who could have made the playoffs he's had what 10 top 10s this year he's run really well uh given your typical expectations for that team you know we just mentioned that bub has been running consistently here as of late um you know we have 18 winners and two of them two of them are not martin truex jr or ryan blaney yep they could yep. easily win a race. And then we're looking at 20 winners this season. Um, I, and what's the race that we got this week? I'm blanking. It's Bristol. Bristol. So yeah. who knows what's going to happen there? Um, I mean, I know they raced there earlier in the spring, but that was the dirt race. So who knows how this next-gen car is going to race at the, on the concrete <laughs> configuration. But
1: well, Remember, John, we, we, a couple of weeks ago, in, a, in the podcast that's now lost the time because you can't save Twitter spaces, we, we, we went through... <laughs> And tra- tra- laid out made our predictions for the playoffs. Okay, guys who haven't won yet only won races in the playoffs. What what that would look like, and so far we're two for we're kind of two for two. So <laughs> we still we still got Truex, we still got Blaney, we still got half of Stuart Haas racing, Chris Busher, Brad Kozlowski, Ricky yep. Stenhouse Jr., Michael McDowell. Uh, M- McDowell can win Taldega, he could win the Roval, uh, Stenhouse could when thing has could win Bristol, it, uh, it's just, there's so many possibilities right now. Right. And, is, and even,
2: even for playoff drivers, I mean, just like, you know, six, eight weeks ago, Chase Elliott was a lock. Yeah. And he has, he has one bad race at Darlington. Mm-hmm. And now he's, he goes from first place to seventh place in the playoff standings. He's not guaranteed a second round entrance right now like Christopher Bell is. So if, you know, things go haywire for him, if he has a bad night and someone else gets a win, uh, that could bump him out. I mean, we could look at be looking at Chase Elliott. I'm not. I don't expect that to happen, but the fact that it could happen, the fact that it's even a possibility, um, just sort of encapsulates uh, encapsulates uh, the microcosm that is just like that, that has been this unpredictable, chaotic season. It's like, you know, it seems like teams will get hot and then they'll just sort of. No one can say consistent. I should say because at the beginning of the year, it seemed like Ross Chastain couldn't miss. Over the summer, it was Chase Elliott's season. Now, yeah. Bubba Wallace right. is kicking that Bubba Wallace is holding it, is kicking ass. Um, and it, and it, it's it's just really hard to know uh, who's going to have what week in week out. And th- like I said, this Bristol race is a whole other thing because we haven't seen these cars race on the concrete surface before, yeah. and it's an elimination race. So who
1: knows how chaotic this could be? And this this right. this race last year presented like one of the best. It it was like the if I was to like present an example of the benefits of the playoff system just for sheer entertainment value. Yes. The, the Bristol race last year was it. It had the absolute best split screen situation going on for like the last 25 laps. Because because you, you had the whole thing with Harvick and Elliot and Larson. Uh and then you also had like Eric Almorola, I believe, like trying to get advanced. Into the next round. I think there's one other thing NBC highlighted during that, but I can't can't remember. But it, it was edge of your seat. Like what, what's what's going to happen?
0: Um right. that, I, you, got,
1: you got something, Phil?
0: Oh uh, no, no, I was just agreeing with you. But uh, yeah, I, it always feels like you should always make like a short track a cutoff race. Mm-hmm. Because there's going to be somebody out there that's going to do, you know, it's going to do whatever it takes to win or to advance if they have to. Like, if they tell you, oh, you need to get past, you know, uh, you need to get past Blaney because if you get past him, you're in, he's out. You know, they're going to race him hard. They're going to, you know, they're going to do whatever it takes uh, to Try to get to that next level, and that person that's out, you know. And I don't even want to say because, you know, I think what both Harvick and Chase ended up advancing after yeah. that incident. But, uh, you know, it still has that entertainment. But then, but, but then it came back
1: around at the the second elimination race at the Rumble, <laughs> the, the, yeah, the, the next Roval. the next yeah. one. Yeah, was, so.
0: Yeah, the race where Harvick heard the footsteps. You know, I <laughs> hadn't even touched <laughs> the stirred footsteps.
1: I totally forgot. I, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. I was, I, I only remembered when Harvick got into Elliot. I had t- totally forgotten when, when Harvick just
0: went off a bridge in the turn
1: one. I totally forgot about that.
0: It was just a long He's like, oh, well, I'm not going to turn here. Just, <laughs> just, just going to park it.
1: That was incredible. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, so, K- Kansas, I-, I thought... So, I thought it was a great race. It, 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 it was up there also with the spring race, which were just extreme... It, th- I think this this race was slightly more watchable than, than, mm. than the, the spring one, um, but it, it, it was just... It, it was never dull. It, it really no. wasn't. It, it was just extremely watchable. It's like, and it, just saying that about a mile and a half track is still weird to me.
0: <laughs>
1: so, mm-hmm. it's still, yeah. This, this yeah, is yeah, fun, is. guys. Like, can,
0: yeah, we, can yeah, we get it's more not the of this? Snoozer it used to be. Yeah, it's not the snoozer it used to be. What's, like, what's, I remember.
2: I'm sorry, no, Phil. continue. No, no,
0: no. Go ahead. Go ahead you're good. I was just going to say,
2: it's so weird that, you know, because with the, with the previous package, it seemed like everyone just couldn't wait to get away from these intermediate tracks. And it seems like this. You know, obviously, super speedway racing is always going to be super speedway racing to that degree. But these intermediate tracks have been the best races of the season. And you know, who who would have thought that? You know, when when NASCAR left Kentucky behind, everyone said good riddance. But now, (laughs) maybe I I, I,
0: (laughs) I,
1: (laughs) maybe I don't think that track was (laughs) salvageable no matter the package. Personally, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I don't don't know. know, but like. We this could dovetail into the, the the news that came out today if you guys want to like so the schedules out yes uh, for for twenty twenty three uh, the the only major changes for the cup series are the thing I the thing we didn't get to talk about in the podcast last week North Wilkesboro baby um, <laughs> the, the 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 track that wouldn't die uh, mm-hmm. is back with a vengeance Uh it, it will be the all star race. Next year, months months after Marcus Smith was adamant that yeah we'll bring the all star race back to, to, to texas no despite just universal <laughs> disdain for that race this year <laughs> he yes. was like yeah people just like to complain it's like no Marcus that was a bad race um but here we are after the racetrack revival at North Wilkesboro in August which was headlined you know at the end of the month with Dale Earnhardt Jr. in a late model race in a packed house looking like a nascar race from 2005 um just crowd going crazy and oh you know just a little over a week after that bam north looks pro all-star race um i i i'm one of those people who never thought this was ever going to happen uh i I don't know what you you guys thought but that this is happening is just completely wild and uh, also part of the announcement today is that the truck series will be having a points race there the day before so there will be a race that counts for something in a championship within NASCAR at North North Oaksboro Speedway for the first time since 1996 and and I believe this is the automatically the biggest most hyped all-star race since one hot night in 1992 tell me I'm wrong gentlemen I agree. <laughs> I, agree with every, I agree with everything you just said. Um,
2: it's, it's an easy win. Uh, like we talked about this, uh, around the time that NASCAR announced the Chicago street course, that was yeah. an easy win for NASCAR too, for a different reason. You know, it's a, it's a big race in a major city downtown where you bring the race to the people. Um, this is an easy win for different reasons. in the fact that it's a historic race, it's a, a historic racetrack, excuse me. It's a popular racetrack. Um, and you know, watching that Dale Earnhardt Jr. race, you could see that that facility still has that, um, how do I put this nicely, that vintage vibe to it. Like, it definitely still looks like it, it... a 1996 track. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't know if it has the facility. It's, it's, it's,
1: it's got that flavoring. It's, 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 yes. it's got that right. Ra- yes
2: so i don't know if it's if i I think that having it i think that having this uh track be uh an all-star race venue a non-points paying venue um is is great and i think also it could serve as a good uh test model for making a a cup series race there official or maybe exploring the idea of of doing this at other tracks other historic tracks that they used to race at, and coming back to so yeah no like i said long story short easy win if you're nascar you automate you you always pull the trigger on this 10 times out of 10 it's a great story all the way around the fans are gonna be love it the drivers are gonna love it uh it's gonna get huge ratings there, but it's gonna probably be one of the most watched all-star races of recent memory um yeah you just do it everyone every, there,
1: no one loses here except for marcus smith and texas motor speedway which is fine That's <laughs> this is gonna be the hardest ticket to get
0: probably yes. in net
1: Na- in recent nascar history Pro- probably since the peak bristol Probably, if I had to guess, mm-hmm.
2: is there some is there some way that, like other like older retired NASCAR drivers could come back and race this?
1: Oh, I hope so. Uh, I mean, uh, like, oh, like, no. I'd love
2: to. I'd love to see Little E. I'd love to see Jimmy Johnson get well, Jeff. And Tony Stewart out there.
0: Yeah. Well, I know for a fact. Uh, who was it? May uh, I don't know. I don't want to credited to the wrong person. It might have been Jenna Fryer, I'm not sure. But she or they asked Jimmy you know, because uh It was Nate Ryan when they were Nate, at the Indy Car stuff. It was Nate Ryan. Yeah. Nate yeah Nate asked. He was like, so uh you know next year, you know, what what are you doing as far as racing? And he bought up, you know, brought up North Wilkesboro and he was like, Yeah, he said I could be on the table too because he's uh got that he's what part of that uh still within the 10 years yeah
1: he he, yeah he was 10 years yeah yeah he last won the all-star race in 2013 next year will be 10 years so he's still eligible to be in the all-star race
0: (laughs) yeah so that could be a possibility i was saying that maybe they could uh you know do like something pre-race with at least all of the people all of the drivers that you know that are still here that yeah. want to race at North Wilkesboro. You know, like you know Jeff Gordon. Uh, I believe, I guess, I think Rusty won there as well. Uh, you know, or you know, just any of the older drivers. So, like I say, make that you know as much as they want. Mark, uh Darlington to be the throwback weekend. This is a real. Yeah,
1: this is a real throwback yeah. weekend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm su- I'm sure the weekend will be chock full of ceremonies and, and stuff like that dale, dale jr has already said he probably won't be in the all-star race but if they do like a late model support race sure. he'd, he'd, you know he'd gladly be in that but yeah please get brush the cobwebs off tony stewart uh, mm-hmm. i know mark martin's like 70 or something like that but <laughs> yeah, I'm, he, I'm he'll sure, still I'm, go
0: on a lap now get kenny schrader out there you know <laughs> Guys guys that really want to be there that right. actually want to drive and, or even or even like more recent
2: like TV guys that have made the switch, like like Boyer or Jamie McMurray, like I think that right. that'd be fun to see them too. Like I, I just the more the merrier. And if you're NASCAR, don't even make a cap on people who could be in it. Like if if, yeah. if you've got a bunch of older drivers that want to come in, like change the rules, throw the rule out. Yeah. Like it's an all-star race. It's for the fans. For, if for, the drivers for, want to do it, do it. For
1: format-wise, there should not be stages on this race. Um, no, no. Th- this like uh, I think it was Harvick who tweeted yeah, like it was, no no stages two hundred laps three sets of tires let's go. It's like yeah yes oh, yes. yes
0: and a thousand <laughs> and he wanted a thousand horsepower too. He was like, and we need a thousand horsepower. It's like, okay, you might get two out of three of these things. But <laughs> you're not getting a thousand horsepower.
1: But uh, that is where
0: they draw, <laughs> draw the line. Th-
1: this race should. Not resemble every other race <laughs> on the schedule. Right, uh, th-
0: th- I
1: agree. Going to a track like this, this this track should exist as if it's nineteen ninety six, like it, yeah. in every shape shape or form. Uh, so like two hundred laps, just just go, just just. Yeah. Uh, that,
2: that's what I. I that's what bring I bring back the McDonald's Batman Forever car.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there we
2: go. There <laughs> we go. That's fun. Let's do it. I'm all in. Is is yeah, that
1: okay. Michael Watchup coming out in the Star Trek First Contact number 21 Signo car? Okay.
0: Whoa. All right. Hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. He switched to the golden eye car. I oh
1: my <laughs> I didn't know that car existed until yes. like, maybe a year ago. I was like, what? There was a golden eye car.
0: Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Um, but as you were saying, you know, about getting, like, all of the older drivers out, Uh I remember, and there's a race on YouTube, like, I want to say this has to be either probably 1991 or 92. It might have been around the same time. It was one hot night. But they had a support race, which was all old timers.
1: Yes. But they weren't, you know, on the at tri- yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, on the, what? what's they called, like, the, uh, I guess, Bandolero track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. so they Uh, could, uh, I mean, granted, you know, you don't want to go out there and have an incident like they had, what, maybe about close to 15 years ago uh, when uh, I think Larry Pearson got hurt uh, in a race at Bristol with old timers. Uh, But, because that's what everybody, when I bought up that idea, I was like, you know oh well maybe they can do a little support race with all of the old school drivers or something And they were like well i don't think nascar wants you know one of their legends or something getting hurt in a race that doesn't yeah. mean anything right yeah, yeah that, 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 sure. le- that legend
1: uh, as far as uh, everything i'm aware of that legends race is not remembered fondly <laughs> like it's it's oh, like yeah. a thing that's lived in infamy it's like we should never do that again
0: um yeah but yeah and it was it it's just like i'm i'm sure they'll find something whether it's something where you know they're able to get out there and maybe cars that are heavily governed or something you know you don't want them to feel like they can't pass or anything like that but they will yeah. they they'll find something for them. you know whether it's racing go karts around the infield or something like that they they'll find something for them to do so it's
1: just the one thing that amazes me is like okay, so my my, my home track, the, the 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 track I first went to a cup race at was Texas Motor Speedway in 1997. So I only got to go to my first NASCAR race in 1997 because Bruton Smith and the guy who owned New Hampshire Motor Speedway at the time bought 50 50 shares or whatever of North Wilkesboro Speedway and took they each took a date and took it to respective tracks. And so, the all these years later, it, it it's bittersweet that Texas Motor Speedway has now lost an event to North Wilkesboro Speedway. Mm-hmm. T- t- time works in weird ways, guys.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, now we just need uh, that uh, guy that had the lawsuit for what uh, Rockingham yeah. and. Uh... Oh yeah. And no, and uh, what was that? And who, whatever track got affected by that, Rockingham, and was uh, it Darlington? No, um, I can't recall.
1: I, I don't. I don't remember. I, I'm vaguely aware of what you're talking about. the a g- hey, guy hey. sued in order to get a second date for Texas. Uh I, I believe he was like an SMI investor or something like that, and yeah. he wound up being successful. Um... So, but now here we are, uh, the the track that was born in an F that and that almost killed North Wilkesboro is now like on one now on one leg now with North, North, yep. North, North Wilkesboro coming out out of like its arms now its arms stuck out of the grave and it's mm-hmm. pulling itself out and it's coming back for revenge. Um, but sure,
2: yeah, I. <sighs> I know that the looking at the rest of the schedule here, just a couple things I noticed. One, the Indy Road Course got moved to August. So that makes me wonder if, like mid August, too, that makes me wonder if they're still going to have an IndyCar header with that. Um, I looked at IndyCar's schedule and the week of August, the week of August 13th, it would have been this year. There was an off week. So maybe they'll just do three straight weeks of racing next year. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, I. W- why
1: were they they going well nascar's going to indy and Watkins Glen back to back yes yes two road road courses
2: back to back um i don't know why richmond still gets two races i don't know why this i don't i don't know why the summer richmond (laughs) isn't at least a saturday night race and not a sunday yeah like like phil i imagine richmond's not too far from where you're at he's been to both races yeah
0: yeah yeah i went
2: to both races like, would you do you prefer to sit outside in Richmond in end of July, three o'clock in the afternoon? I'm uh, I'm gonna tell you no. <laughs> See,
0: surprise! <laughs> I was yeah, I, I was baking, sitting at like right before like pre race. I was like, I, we were literally waiting for cloud cover. We were like, this is unbearable. And then, as you saw towards the end of the race, it was like oh, well, we're going to give you cloud cover, but it also is going to look like it's going to (laughs) rain. But that was, it was almost like, how can it be this hot? And I mean, those are like metal grandstands. So it, it, you know, they don't really have any place for like too much shade unless you go down within the walkway. But yeah, it
1: it, it was, I will say
0: that was a miserable time.
1: Well, on the other hand, Phil, you got to watch one of the better Richmond races <laughs> in recent
0: Yeah. Yeah, I will say that. I will, I will say that it was better than the uh, spring race. Uh, that can be the quote for the commercial and... next year. The Richmond <laughs> Summer Race quote,
2: it's better than the spring race. <laughs> so,
0: like, hey, hey, we, we gave you better racing the second time. You I know The right? first time...
2: But I, I just want to know, I know that the, the networks have a, a huge amount of say in what and start times and days of the week that these races go on, but mm-hmm. you know, you know, it just it look, it's the end of July. There's no there's no football, college or pros otherwise. Uh baseball's not gonna be a thing. It's not an Olympic year what's the I don't see what what's the harm in doing a Saturday night race in at the end of July it's not like peak vacation it's not like peak vacation time I know ratings but I wonder how much I really would be curious to know I would want to see like I would you're the you're the media guy Daniel so you try (laughs) and get your hands on some sort of internal NASCAR memo where they talk about like the ratings I'd be I'd be curious to see well it's
1: been reported like the, like ratings are better in sunday sun, sunday afternoon than saturday night it's why the martinsville night race bombed right it was just a bad race but just ratings wise it was terrible and now it's back to being a sunday afternoon race mm-hmm. so so well, no more martinsville night race
0: well i'll also tell you that that was a miserable time too because it was cold like that yeah. i've never been that cold at a racetrack before like I was layered up because it felt, and you could see on the track how bad it was, I guess, because they couldn't really lay rubber and everything. It was just like, they were just riding around. It literally looked like you were at a slot car track. (laughs) And all of the cars, except all of the cars stayed in line unless somebody blew a tire. Yeah. Yeah. I, I perhaps I'm just beating a dead horse but I think
2: the the bigger issue there is just just give Richmond one race. Um yeah. I'm fine and, and, I would and, like, I would say the same with Kansas but like Kansas both Kansas races have been were, like some of the best phenomenal. races of the year so I'm fine, yes, with, yeah, I'm fine with it. Keep yeah, they yeah. phenomenal.
1: Like I tweeted I tweeted at one point like a gif of me like a, a gif of like some character like oh no. It was it was a uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio from Wolf of Wall Street where like he was bite, biting his hands like ah, it's like it was like I and I Captioned me resisting the urge to say Kansas needs two races because, <laughs> g- 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 because it just going off the eye test, yes, two races. This is a, this is incredible, but then you look at the grandstands, mm-hmm. um, and it's like, you know what, I, I, one race might be it, um, because this was four four straight Kansas races, which is
0: um paltry attendance yeah it,
2: it didn't look particularly strong uh, attendance wise um which which stinks because especially given how good the spring race was you think there might be a bit more hype and a bit more uh yeah interest at least but then again you know this was week one of the nfl and and the nfl is just the nfl is just king of this country and especially right now in kansas city uh with, mm-hmm. with, with with the with the chiefs i mean that they're just an unstoppable juggernaut i'm sure out there so Wait, was,
1: was this um the, the chiefs open at home or no
2: they opened in arizona they were on okay. the road um okay. but still
1: like like it's even
2: that's just yeah it's just a really hard sell. regardless i remember when uh the brickyard was opening weekend um and even when uh the colts would always have a, a away game those two seasons the, the brickyard was opening weekend for um football and like the race just still felt like the second thing in town that week even when the colts weren't playing here like that's just how big the nfl is and that's just something nascar can't beat
1: right and like i mean i'm pretty sure we talked about this in the spring after i went and covered kansas because the that track the facilities wise it's still just a relic of the early 2000s it's just stuck Mm -hmm. it that the facilities there are what they they did the bare minimum when they built that track. And they haven't done anything to improve it. They you don't they, say they they, <laughs> they built it when you could wow. do the bare minimum, and people were just showing up in droves. Like you right. didn't have to do anything extra. Right. It's just there's nothing to do in the infield. There's nothing. You, you you can they have autograph alley or whatever, and you can stand there and watch inspection. And there's cornhole, <laughs> and that's it.
0: Oh, the, the video boards so. are like
1: very <laughs> the, the 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 video boards are just like these rinky distinct small video boards on the scoring pipeline, and it's just it it it's the track that NASCAR forgot. Um, it's it's terrible, and it, it's really like going back to the schedule. It, it, the schedule. It was finally NASCAR finally confirmed that next year's race at Auto Club is going to be the last race on the two mile track. Uh, oh. hmm. So, you pair that with speculation that Texas might also be doing some sort of remodel in the future. Um, re- like, really, Kansas and Texas in its current form are kind of like this, the, the last remnants of NASCAR's popularity surge in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s.
0: Uh, yeah, the, we, no, I was just gonna say the we lived in a proper country, NASCAR.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we, we've we have lost Chicago Land, we've lost Kentucky. Um, what else have we lost? What what, what tracks am I? Can I not even think of right now? Um, oh wait, I'm sorry, Homestead. Homestead's also kind of one of the last.
0: Track yeah. Now. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: but but you know that but that's putting on popular popular entertaining races so it's you know it's justifying it as existence um like i will always kind of remember this observation i made uh years ago when i was you know still living in charlotte um i I was up covering this uh kind of reunion that kind of celebration thing about one hot night and uh, you know I, i looked out the windows of the the Speedway Suite thing, the the restaurant there off in turn turn one, and I looked out and I was like, aside from the the video board, the giant video board on the backstretch, you you, ev every remnant of Charlotte's surge, like the turn the turn two grandstands, um are gone, mm-hmm. um, it, yep. it's just not there. So aside from the video board, you could be looking at like the same track that it was in 1982 um so yeah we've lost, we've lost chicagoland auto club's about to get reconfigured into short track kentucky what track am i forgetting
2: um i'm not sure
1: i really think you're hitting everything oh, yeah oh, 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 it feels like i'm forgetting one anyway but it just feels like everything that all signs of the surge of the 90s and 20s has, slow, has just slowly been retracted and now we're going back to North <laughs> It, it, it this, this feels like all signs of like the same thing. I don't know. I'm oh, not...
2: I think I remember. I think I'm. I think I remember, just remembered a track that you forgot. Vegas.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. Vegas. In, still. Vegas. still has two oh, dates. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's still, still has two
2: dates. Um, racing there. It just depends. It's just, that, that 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 track more than anything seems to be such a. Race by race scenario um, uh-huh. really just depends, but um
1: oh we're, we're not on we're not on the brick in the oval, which that that, that that's a sign. Fine um, with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with it, and and
2: I will I will I will square up and throw hands with anyone that wants to say they should go back to the oval. Just, well, ben ben, ben Kennedy
1: Ben Kennedy said today on SiriusXM Radio, it. He said, basically said it, it's a matter of when, that if, we'll go back to the oval. He said we will be back on the oval at some point. So, right.
0: and I and mean, I know Bob Bob Popper said that uh, uh, there is a possibility where it could alternate, you know, between oval road course, yeah. you know. So. Yeah, I, think, I,
2: I I would be I would be willing to see how the new car does. The yeah. Pocono race does not necessarily give me good hope because Pocono is the best equivalent to Indy. I know Pocono is different in many ways from Indy, but still, it's a wide open, flat, low banking track. Um, and it just, we'll see. If you're going to put in NASCARs on that track, you've got to give them more horsepower. They can't be going around with just seven fifty horsepower, five fifty horsepower. Those six, things, six,
1: 670, 670 horsepower.
2: Sick. I mean, even then, like yeah, those those tracks are way too big and way too flat it just they feel like they're they feel so sluggish especially considering the speedway here in indy like indy cars do 240 on that thing <laughs> and, you know and then here and then here here at indy they'll top out on the oval They'll top out at what 185 right it's not like it's just it's night and day um so yeah the road course for now I, i'm a okay with it being there so um yeah, I just looked at the rest of the schedule. There's nothing I really have. I don't really have thoughts on much of the rest of it. Um, the, truck, the
1: truck series is going to the Milwaukee Mile for the first yes, time since 2009. Yes,
2: and I wish IndyCar would go back there too. I really do.
0: Yeah, and you know, a lot of people were asking why not? You know, add Iowa, but like they say, NASCAR. You know, they basically have to what pay to rent the place, I believe. I think Nestor uh, owns Iowa. I thought I think, owned
2: Iowa. I think Penske owns Iowa now. I think Penske bought it, or he's or he's looking to acquire it. I thought he was at some point. I think he was looking to acquire Penske, but I don't think he does have it. I think you're right that he doesn't have it. But I knew that was at least a rumor or something that I read. But dude, right. talk amongst yourselves, and I'll get to the bottom of this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh,
0: but to but to kind of uh, bounce off of something that he was saying about you know the Indy Road Course and everything. I will say those two races that we've had the you know the last because what we've done it, what the last two years now for the road course, um, yes, they have had more excitement than maybe what probably I'd say like the last three or four races on old.
1: Well, outside of the the Casey Kane win with the you right, know right. multiple restarts there at the end yeah pretty much.
0: Yeah, with Jimmy trying to take the lead while his engine was blowing. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um like, I this, I, was owned by, country,
2: I was owned by Iowa Speedway, it's a subsidiary of NASCAR. So yes, yeah, it's a NASCAR track. Ah, But I, I ah. do remember Penske was considering purchasing it from them. Um just that way he could at least if nothing else, he could just make it a permanent track for IndyCar. Because IndyCar didn't race right. in Iowa for for I think in 2021 they didn't race there. So um yeah, I don't necessarily have anything else left to say on the on the on the schedule. Um, right. Definitely, definitely, we'll be, we'll be trying to get to that Chicago Street Race. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So you, you've, already, yeah, you've, already bought, you've,
1: already, you've already bought your Daytona Five Hundred ticket, correct? john
2: yes yes I, I will finally get to go now that i'm out of law school i can finally make All long-term right. plans. Awesome. so i uh yeah my mom me uh, my girlfriend my mom and dad and i have family that lives in uh, florida as well so mm. four of us and four of them so eight of us are going to daytona next year so That's make sure awesome. you
1: build in an extra day after sunday just in case it rains yes
2: yes 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 <laughs> yeah. yes i will be, I'll be planning to fly down there friday night and fly back tuesday morning so i guess okay. i <laughs> there we go I will definitely. If, and even if it, even if the race still gets in on Sunday, I mean, Michael McDowell won, he won it at what? one thirty in the morning. So yeah, at least have a day to sleep. At least if, if that happens, at least Monday will be a day to sleep in. So yeah, definitely looking forward to that. That's going to be a hell of a good
1: time. All right. So yeah. the, the, the news, the, the main news that kind of, like, I, like I said at the start, I thought we were going to mostly be talking about bubble walls and then it kind of got swamped by the news that came out in a few days after it. Um, it's finally official. Kyle Busch will be racing for Richard Childress Racing in 2023, driving the number eight Chevrolet. Uh, this had been reported a week a week before by the Athletic, but they finally made it official. Uh, wh- what What did you guys think about the the announcement that Kyle Busch and Richard Childress made Tuesday or yesterday at the NASCAR Hall of Fame? You first, Phil.
0: Uh, well. I guess after you know it kind of got to be public knowledge. What Saturday afternoon? Uh, it was just like, oh well, I'm glad you finally admitted it. You know, because everybody <laughs> right. kind of figured it out already. That that gla- was like, I'm, you know, I'm glad you, you finally admitted see... you have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was just like uh, you know. Uh, when Adam Stern was tweeting out all of the suggested places, if you thought about it, really uh, the only logical places was, you know, either to go back to JGR, but JGR, you know, so they couldn't find sponsorship. Uh, You know, you have RCR where it was somewhat, I'll say a little bit of a surprise, given Hal yeah. and Richard's history and the awkward handing off of the uh, Rolex watch. You know, the <laughs> Rolex wristwatch.
1: Like you, that, you can't do this that this announcement and not do that.
0: Yeah, to, to not fair.
1: do that would have been even more awkward.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's for sure. Um, but. You know, it it makes sense, you know, it gives Chevrolet another top driver that they can promote up there, and not to say, you know, Reddick's not climbing up that ladder, but you know, now knowing where he's going to be, you know, after next year, you know, uh, it gives them that, hey, look, we got star power, you know, we got guys like Larson, Elliot, and all the people at HMS, and now... Over at RCR, we have that driver that, you know, Richard feels is comparable on the level to Dale Sr. And I, I will say, when I, when he made that statement yesterday about, you know, when he sat down and he talked to a Kyle and, you know, he saw that same gleam in Kyle's eye, you know, that he saw in Dale Sr. about wanting to win. And it's just like, you know, Okay, well, if you think about it, the only the strongest car RCR has right now is that eight car. Yeah, you know, the marquee is that three that Austin drives, but the results with Austin, you know, are medi. You know, and I don't want to slam Austin or anything like that, but it's mediocre at best most times, (laughs) and you and you've seen even within the uh, playoffs so far you know, him getting in from Daytona, you know, it's almost like he hasn't completely shown up like at Darlington. And then last week, you know, he, they made that pit call to try to get, you know, stage points or try to find a way to be able to stay up front. And I think what did he end up finishing 14th? Yeah. So really it's that view of still outside looking in and, you know, and I mean, granted, yeah, Tyler had his issue last week. Uh, well, you know, at Kansas with hitting the wall. Uh, but, you know, it, it's it, it's going to be different. And I think eventually, you know, long-term, you know, does Kyle finally go in the ownership? I think he'll end up – he'll probably – I'd say i give it maybe, what, three or four years there, you know, long enough, and then maybe he'll go to a limited schedule, go run the truck series uh, and, you know, be to that point where he's happy and he'll be able to race with Brexton like he has stated that he wants to. And I think what a lot of people can see now, if you think about it, uh, this gives what drivers, ed- well, I don't know if they're still going to be doing driver's edge development, but with KBM, you know, you have now a few more actual viable seats, uh-huh. you know, for development drivers, and you can kind of say the GM's path towards like, you know, the future of people in their cars you know, kind of got a little bit easier. Whereas with JDR, it was no room at the end or, you know, they would go and sign a marquee free agent and kind of stifle stuff down, but kind of circling back to everything, you know, I I think it'll be a good relationship. You know, it'll be, there'll be those weeks in the beginning where you're going to wonder how does Kyle feel about this if they're not running, you know, top five, you know, top 10, the entire uh entire race? Uh, but once they get through their growing pains and everything, I, I think it'll be beneficial for both.
2: If you're RCR, you have you you absolutely do this, right? He's the biggest free agent. Yeah. I know he's not, you're not necessarily getting the Kyle Bush that he once was. As we've said before, he's a Chase Briscoe, Tyler Reddick incident away from not having a win this year. He yep. only won what? He only won what? One race last year. I think the year before that, he won one or two races. It seems he's, like
1: he's he's only won four since since he won his second title in 2019. Like he he won Homestead to win the title, and he had he had a huge winless streak going into that race. Yes. Ca- ca- so, ca- counting that Homestead win, he's only had like four wins since the start of the second half of the 2019 season okay
2: and like and look like he's still kyle bush he's still running well he's still uh, a threat to win a lot of races um it just seems like he's certainly in the back half of his career here obviously just given his age and given where he's at um but still if you're rcr you you definitely make the move um because what else is he gonna do I mean, um, as as we've been saying, this has kind of come up every time Tyler Reddick's won a race. Uh, Daniel's the stats guy, so he'll be like, "This is Tyler. This is uh, RCR's first, you know, ABC event since Kevin Harvick, or yeah. since um, or since uh, Dale Earnhardt, like big names." Um, and yeah, Austin Dillon. I know he. Will, I'm not a fan of his, um, but to his credit, he is a good NASCAR driver. Not a great race NASCAR driver. He is a good NASCAR driver um who can get you some wins get you in the playoffs not necessarily contend for a championship he is a fully capable cup cup series driver with kyle bush you're gonna get a guy who even though he's at the end of his career he still will be what's the saying rise all rising tides lift all ships it just seems like this is the kind of move that you make to lift the entire organization from the inside out um and make you more competitive than what you've been and especially given the fact that reddick's out the door another year mm. um you know rcr cannot afford to just you know like as good as austin dylan is he's not a belt he's not a he's not an every down back as they say in fantasy football so um kyle bush is that guy even if he's not going to be necessarily the guy he once was he's still going to be that guy uh, that you can right. you, you can build around and at least have some sort of uh um, competitive edge with so yeah, it no, it, it makes like, it makes all kinds of moves, all it makes all kinds of sense, all, all the way around.
1: Well, like the, Tyler Reddick has brought an energy and conversation surrounding RCR that it hasn't had in years. RCR's Correct. been out in the wilderness, just like there, but not doing much except you know, they just the occasional Daytona 500 Coke's 100 win. Um, and I mean, that's part of the reason you know, Richard Childress was so ticked off, you know by reddick just kind of surprising him oh by the way <laughs> yeah. you know
0: 18 <laughs> like, months oh, from now, 18 months from now, You're on
1: in 18 months
0: what are you uh, doing on this 23 zoom call oh
1: huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's still one of the wildest things i've ever experienced but anyway, and like so but kyle bush like instantly keeps that energy going keeps that conversation going and like richard Childress racing hasn't won a championship since del arnhardt 1994 mm-hmm. they, they haven't fielded a driver who had a cup title on their resume since february 18th 2001 um mm. so it's been that long and, and now, now you right. now you got a two time cup champion um th- I mean, like, like you said, John Bush is on the back half of his career, but he's still got a while and he could l- help like get groundwork for RCR for, you know, a generation potentially. Right. Yeah. And then on the Toyota side, yeah, you don't want to lose
2: Kyle Bush but at the same time you're getting Tyler Reddick. Who's already proven himself. Yeah. Um, and really seems to be who could be like one of the guys of his generation could be one of the best drivers of his generation. Um, obviously I'm he still has a lot of potential left is what I'm trying to say basically. Um, and then but, you got Ty Gibbs who, yeah. after being just thrusted into the 45 car after Kurt Busch got his concussion, he's shown that he can drive these cars and that he is going to be, um, I won't say a star, but he definitely seems like he knows what he's doing at, at such a young age in these cars already. And also just the fact that he's the owner's grandson, like Austin Dillon, he's going to have uh-huh. a much longer runway, um, to learn and get better, you know the, uh certain certain rookie mistakes that might really hurt someone else are not going to hurt Ty Gibbs at all. So, um, and I think both Ty Gibbs and Tyler Reddick are going to be good Cup Series drivers long term as well. So um, Toyota takes a small step back in the interim, um, but I think long long term wise, I think they're also set as well. Just as Chevy's going to be. So also. Um, since rcr said that he gave uh brexton bush a hundred dollar bill and said he gave him an options contract um as a lawyer i have to tell you that uh contracts (laughs) with minors are legal against public policy so it's not a contract at all so brexton bush uh, can still drive for anyone he wants to drive for whenever he gets of the age of majority i'm
0: so sorry (laughs) so so basically he just got a hundred dollars out of this yeah yeah
2: yeah, he's got a hundred bucks out of it. Yeah, you can't it's against public policy to enter into contracts when someone when, when someone is a minor. So you can't enter you can't enter you can't enter into a contract or someone else they're eighteen. Although I know truck series drivers are younger than that. I'm sure there's industry standards, but uh, if 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 Frexton Bush, Wants to race for Toyota or Ford or whoever when he turns sixteen, and RCR wants to sue him and say, when you were eight years old. I signed you a contract." The court's gonna laugh him out. I assume it's all just a fun story. And I'm sure Mitchell yeah. just knows that, yeah. but yeah, but just 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 but for the listeners, that's not a binding contract at all. It's just a cute thing to give a kid a hundred bucks. So, so well, that this begs ask, the
1: question, guys. This begs the question, guys. If you're Braxton Bush, what do you spend that hundred dollars on? You're you're
2: you're eight years old. What do you do? Uh, and all it- the yeah all the bags of star patch watermelon candies that you can find okay,
0: there we go yeah yep. <laughs> that maybe some baseball cards um okay. <laughs> video game well i don't know video game is like half of your money right there yeah um, i know right yeah ah let's see the thing was when i saw him give him that letter i was like Who wants to bet that this letter uh, that this paper was just a blank piece of paper (laughs) with something right?
1: Well, well, Rick Hendrick did sign Chase Elliott to a contract at 14. So, (laughs) I don't know.
0: I don't know. Does 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 real-life law apply
1: to Motorsports, John?
0: And Dale Jr. was, what, 15, I think, when when Rick did the same thing? Or at least that uh, napkin That he had, I don't
1: know.
2: Hey, you a contract can be binding if it's written on a napkin. I read a case in law school where a guy signed away his home, what he thought jokingly on a napkin. These two guys, these two guys were drunk at a bar, and they were arguing about like farmland, and they were both. He was like, and they they drunkenly agreed. They drunkenly agreed to. uh, uh, person a was drunk and drunkenly agreed to sell some of his farmland to person b who was drunk and they wrote the contract on a napkin next day the guy sobers up and tries to say this isn't real um so the guy sued trying to get the land that he thought he paid for and the court totally gave it to him like he had that was an enforceable contract so it doesn't have to be written on paper and you can still make a contract when you're drunk and it's going to be enforceable most times often than not so be careful
1: (laughs) don't drive and don't negotiate while drunk (laughs) <laughs>
0: <Nope>. yeah. <laughs> yeah no business negotiations well drunk
2: no no no
0: so all right guys. or so or,
2: we... or if you're taking three chi edibles if you're richard children's so correct <laughs> yes. all
1: right so, so we we got bristol this weekend guys the, the return of the great coliseum it's not on dirt it's on asphalt uh it's cutoff race um lo- looking at the playoff grid this this could potentially be a barn burner um, because from 10th place on the playoff grid to 15th uh, 10th place is Daniel Suarez. He's plus six above the cut line. Chase Briscoe is 15th. He's minus nine. So that's that's six spots uh, alone that are seem seemingly in play. And that's before, you know, someone, you know, wins and advances. Um the, the uh, those those six are Suarez, Reddick, Cendric, Kyle Bush, Austin Dillon, and Chase Briscoe. Kevin Harvick is 16th. He has to win to advance. What is your what are your predictions for Bristol? Who wins and who advances?
0: Phil, it's all you. Hmm. Oh well, let's see. If I had to pick out of all of them, like the people that need need to really win in the situation i'd probably say harvick mostly because harvick's done it before at bristol yep. uh Dover. He you did know, it over you know if you take yeah and if you take and uh, well uh, yeah and i guess if you take last year's result out of the equation you know i don't think he's afraid to race hard at that track um you know, and especially with Harvick, especially when people, I don't want to say doubt him, but I guess, yeah, in a way, doubt him uh, for, you know, uh, getting through to trying to get into the playoffs or <laughs> trying to advance, you know, that's when he has his best races where it's like his back is to the wall, uh, you know, he'll do what it takes to get up there and try to win and I would think if it comes, like I said earlier, if it comes down to it, you know, if he has to move somebody out of the way to win that race, you know, so be it, you know. Uh, Other than that, I would say maybe somebody like Suarez, you know, he's, I'm not sure all of his results on the short tracks this year, but, uh, you know, I feel like he would be good, you know, a good, I guess, second place choice uh the one that i do fear i guess the most in this situation or feel feel like you know it's really over before it starts in a way almost feels like with briscoe because if you think about it since his win and maybe a few races you know here and there over the spring and summer stretch
1: the Coke Six Hundred. He he
0: he had a shot there at the win. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I and I was there for that to you know see him just basically send it in there the way he did. But uh, you know, uh, he's kind of somewhat to me. It's like it's the results have fallen off a cliff. You know, I don't know if it's kind of you know uh, getting used to the car or you know, realizing that, you know, they don't have as much uh, information as they think they do. Um, you know, it, it just feels like he's struggled. And it's in a way where it's like, it's all, it almost felt like Austin Dillon situation. Whereas earlier this year, I would have said, oh yeah, he's a lock to make it, you know, to the, you know, at least to the round of eight, but I haven't seen anything, you know, other than getting up there at Daytona and somewhat kind of challenging until he got wrecked or until that wreck happened. uh, You know, it's just been kind of a disappointment in a way. Mm -hmm. John?
2: You mentioned Kevin Harvick. Without looking, if if either of you have already looked before, that's fine, but without looking... (laughs) What is Kevin Harvick's worst Bristol finish in the last three Bristol races, going back to 2020? Mm. Eighth, third, uh, third, <laughs> really, third. Wow. Yep, actually, yeah, third. Wow. Okay. He finished okay. first. He finished third, first, and second and he's led almost 300 laps 298 laps over that time period. Um Kyle Busch uh since 2019 at Bristol he's finished 1st 4th 4th 2nd 2nd and then 21st last year uh but he's obviously been consistent there as well. He has eight wins there. Um so yeah, counting on Kevin Harvick wow. to win here it could definitely happen. Um mm-hmm. but like i like i said earlier it's so i remember we got so hyped for martinsville it's like oh because that was right the right beginning of the season when nascar couldn't miss every race was just killer and this new car was just the, you know the best thing since um sliced bread and then martin's the, best thing, the, like,
1: the best thing since joey Logano.
2: yeah knew. the best thing the best thing since i joey knew, knew it was coming and then the martinsville race happens and then we all you know the honeymoon sort of ended and we really started to take a realistic yeah. view of this new car and its limitations Um, the dirt race was fun but that was the dirt race like i said we're on concrete now so i really hope that the reality and the results meet the expectations because i want this to be a great race um nascar desperately needs bristol to be a good race Um, yeah uh, but i it's really hard to say i will i picked kyle bush to win to win kansas because he's typically good there too i wonder if one now that this monkey's off his back he knows where he's going to be next year Um he's just playing with house money now. Right. Um, he's got nothing left to lose. I wonder if that I mean he always Kyle Bush always sort of drives with house money in a way. (laughs) Um not to say he's reckless, not to say he's reckless or careless. Um, but I'm 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 gonna pick Kyle Bush to I'm gonna pick Kyle Bush to win this race. Um and man, just, just because of how strong he's been here in the past, and just given the fact that, like I said, He's got nothing. Well, he's got nothing else got nothing else to lose. If he gets eliminated, he's going to be at Richard just next year anyway. So, um, there but if he wins, then that's just uh, uh, more icing on the cake for him. So I'll pick. I'll pick. Uh, I'll pick Kyle Bush and hear hear all the boos from the Bristol faithful. Uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'm you. You gave me solid arguments to want to pick Harvick, um, but I, I'm I'm going to commit to to Brian Blaney. I think Br- Blaney has had some really good runs at Bristol, uh, but just hasn't been able to get to the end. He usually gets caught up in some wreck or something. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm going to pick Ryan Blaney to get his first one of the year at Bristol and advance joining Christopher Bell in the second round. And my four for drivers who won't advance are Harvick, Austin Sendrick. <laughs> Sorry, Suarez. Uh, I don't think you make it. And Austin Dillon, Kevin Harvick, Austin Dillon, Austin Sindrick, Daniel Suarez. Are my four guys? You let don't me look. Don't...
2: Let me look up Suarez's Bristol results here real quick. Oof, right. they are not good. They are not good at all. Yeah, I,
0: that's that's what I figured.
2: The best finish for Suarez at Bristol, he came in twelfth twice back when he was driving for Joe Gibbs. That's been that long. Um, yes. Here's his most recent Bristol finishes twenty seven. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I was looking at where he started. I'm sorry, he has two top tens. Oh, okay. Uh, the the year the year he drove for Stuart Haas, he had two eighth place finishes. Other oh. than that, other than that, his his average finish looks to be around like fifteenth. Yeah. Um, his last four finishes, he did 22nd, 26th, 12th, 18th. Uh, but three of those were in Gaunt Brothers cars. So take that for what it's worth. <laughs> um, I picked Suarez out. And that really, I mean, I'm wearing the Tootsie Lounge hat. So that, he's my homie. So it, I really, it pains me to say it. Um, I picked Kyle Bush to win. And he's on the outside looking in. So someone's got to get bumped out. I don't think Harvick makes it. Obviously, he said he has to win. I don't think yeah. he's going to win. Right. Briscoe, I think Briscoe gets out. I think Austin Dillon gets out. And yeah, I think Suarez is the other one. As much as I, much as it pains me to say it, so I'll take Harvick, Briscoe, Dillon, and Suarez as the first four out.
1: All right. Mm-hmm. So okay. All right. So as as I started this episode by saying, Phil, you're you're soon to be the richest guy on this podcast this week. So uh-huh. yeah. so, so soon after uh. The race Sunday. You, you you messaged me and Daryl on Twitter and told us you, you had won ten thousand um, dollars. Yeah. So how did this happen?
0: Okay, so uh every week on Twitter one of twenty three eleven sponsors, uh Moneyline. Basically they're like a uh, banking app. Yeah. You know, you can do banking. You can also send your friends money, invest, you know, do crypto, all stuff like that. Uh, they do a contest every Tuesday called uh, Tuesday. Basically, you can win $500 uh, for gas, you know, or any, uh, you know, any, uh, any anything you choose. Um, but It's mostly, I guess, pointed towards, you know, with the high time high gas prices. And they've been doing it, I want to say since about July. We they just asked that, you know, you go on the app, you know, you can make what they call a roar tag, which is basically like, you know, if you have like other apps, you know, your dollar sign and then your your kind of like your cash tag or what. Um but what you'll do, uh, you, you know, you just every week they'll say, Oh, it's time, you know, go ahead and enter. And I'd been entering every week, you know, just I didn't ever expect to win, though, no. right? Yeah, you know, like I, I just uh figured just during, like every other contest, you know, every other uh retweet the win or reply, you know, all of that. And I was just at work and uh. I got the notification on my phone, uh, from their Twitter. They were like, uh, congratulations to, uh, Phil. And it was some other person, you know, uh, and, uh, one, you both have won $500, uh, and your names will be on, you know, both of the cars this weekend, you know, one a piece. So, uh, what ended up happening, uh, you Know mine ended up going on Bubba's car, which we didn't know ahead of time until actually, I guess, right before qualified Saturday, uh, whose name was on whose car. And sure enough, uh, you know, we go out there, and you know, once I found out and the qualified, I finished, uh, you know, qualified six, I was like, yeah, oh, okay, you know, I was excited because. You know, I'm a Baba fan first, and you know, put all the other st- stuff to the side. You know, he could go out there in a blank car and I'd be okay. You know, like I right. I'd still.
1: When you say your name's on the car, where on the car?
0: On the, I want to say it's the A post, like right next to uh, the window net and everything, not on the side but on the right side like where all of the little sponsors are and everything okay uh and i, I, I can actually send you a picture if you actually want to you know put it within it you know within the episode but uh yeah,
2: yeah. check out bubba's yeah check out bubba's twitter too or his instagram because like he posted a video like called out phil by name on it. it's pretty cool
0: yeah and so uh what ended up happening i'm sitting there i'm watching a race And, uh, you know, and I'm sure as you know, Daniel, you know, most Sundays I'm, like, transcribing the radio. He's playing, and uh, and when he took the lead, like, I stopped all of that. Like, (laughs) uh, my my girlfriend, she had Snapchatted me, she had texted me, she was like, are you all Like, yeah, I'm good, I'm just kind of processing right now. And so the lead i was like yeah this isn't you know i and it was like i didn't that he could do it but i was like this isn't gonna hold there's gonna be another caution or you know something's gonna get screwy with the pit stops or you know something something that would normally happen in a situation where you thought that you you know where you were in a contest or something you know where you where you thought that uh that would get messed up. And uh, I just know the last, after the last pit stop, when he got out there and he had still had an advantage on Bell, I was just like, oh, okay, this is getting real now. Like, you know, we're getting close. I was like, I'm not, and I turned the sound down on the TV because uh, I didn't want to uh, kind of, I didn't want to hear like them saying, oh ham you know bell is catching him, or hamlin's catching him, and right and yeah and it's crazy because i did a zoom with uh bubba yesterday um yeah just over there talking and you know and i told him i was like i kept telling myself you know 20 to go i was like i'm not gonna believe this till 10 to go and then i get the 10 to go i'm like okay I'm not fully going to believe this till the white flag comes out. Because at least <laughs> if the white flag comes out, the race is over once we get there. And sure enough, you know, I was excited that he won the race. And then about, I'd say maybe 10 to 15 seconds later, I thought about it. I was like, oh, shit. That's $10,000. <laughs> so... I didn't even like get to hear him like over the radio or anything celebrating because my girlfriend called me and she was like, you know, you want, you, you, you bubble won, but you just won $10,000. Like I was in shock. I uh, went and I went and talked to my mom and I was like, we just, you know, we just won $10,000. I was like, this is, this is incredible. I had her turn on, uh, USA and everything, and she was looking at it and celebrating. It it was just a whirlwind of time, you know. And then Moneyline attacked me on Twitter and congratulated me, and and it was just it was an insane night because I'll tell you, I know my phone battery went from like about forty five (laughs) percent all the way (laughs) percent, probably within an hour's time, just from everybody like texting or uh dming me about it it was just it was crazy and uh yeah so that's about the story of how that sunday went so so congratulations man since <laughs> since
2: um your name is on the car and since he won is your name going to be on the, the race winning diecast
0: that's what i've been trying to find out and i will i i I honestly don't know who to ask in SH. I've been trying to figure out. I know I I'll have to see, I guess whenever they do the uh what was what are those photos? Like the uh, reference photos. Yeah. I yeah. guess I'll know then once they yeah, once they that but I know when I won that five hundred dollars, they did have mine like a uh basically an agreement, you know, saying I guess you know i guess if anything were to happen or you know i guess i don't want to say like i guess i gave my rights away to anything but (laughs) you know like i I guess that was their way of saying you know oh if this gets made into anything you know you've kind of signed off on this already so
2: right Uh, yeah yeah just a standard thing yeah so if he wins and they make a die cast and includes any sort of name you promise not to try and get any sort of profit
1: off that
0: right and, and the funny thing is that's been like the most aspect. It hasn't been uh you know what are you gonna do with the money it's is your name gonna be on the docket <laughs> and I, <was> like, <laughs> I, was like, I don't know yet guys but well I, and the, the other funny one is when they ask they're like oh can i get your autograph when i see you next so i'm like trust me I think you want Bubba's <laughs> more than you want mine but. well I should
2: try and get'm I'm, I'm going to get that diecast um and I will definitely try and get Bubba's autograph on it and your autograph on it that'd definitely be cool to have um, that, that's that, would, right, de- that would definitely be cool to have so yeah I, I, I I know,
0: too,
1: so I know from Dale jr's final season his last taldega race when he had mountain Dew in the car he had a bunch of Fans' names on the car. My name's on that car.
0: Yeah, um, mine is. Oh, it is. Oh, cool.
1: And it's my. That's one of my, you know, bucket list diecasts to get. Is that car because my name's on it. So I, I'm I a,
0: have, We'll have to find that for you. <laughs> they're
1: they're not cheap.
0: Unfortunately. No. <laughs> Wait, is that the one where it was like? Well, no, that was the last season. So that wasn't that one that was like all beat up. No, with the uh, okay, with the door number all screwed.
1: <laughs> no, that that was a Bristol race from uh, years before that. No, this is 07, the, the final Paldega race he ran in Cup. Mountain Dew with the car, didn't wreck. Yeah. Finished second, third. I think Keselowski won. So was it the, the?
2: Was it twenty fourteen? Was that his final season?
1: No, twenty seventeen. Twenty
2: seventeen. The twenty seventeen talladega diecast. How much? Like when you do find it, how much does it go for?
1: Not, not. It's not a cheap one twenty four diecast, um, for sure. And
0: like yeah. anything Dale Junior related. <laughs> yeah.
1: But but it is the like part of the reason it is it is the final talladega
0: one right. for him.
1: So. Right. So, but. Yeah, I. Oh, uh, so it is Bubba Wallace's new trademark when he wins a race to hold his finger to his lips? Is that his that, is that thing? Should...
0: <laughs> hey, hey, look, it, it's funny. I have talked to uh, Steve Lawletta, who is like, I want to say like the president over at 2311 yeah. Racing, because I've been putting pressure on the entire team all week long. I'm like, you guys need to make shirts with, you know, Basically him yeah. doing like that. That that shirt would sell out, I'm telling you. But yep. get uh, one. he said they're working on it. So that nice.
1: so. that that that's definitely something that should be in every collector's closet. Um mm-hmm. so, are you still looking up prices, John?
2: No, I can't I can't even find it okay <laughs> but you would probably know a better you, you would probably know the easier terms to search for to find it but dale um, jr
1: 2017 Taldega mountain dew 124 i did uh dale earnhardt jr mountain
2: dew dale earnhardt jr mountain dew 2017 124 okay this is riveting podcasting as we
0: look up die casting <laughs> prices um All right it's the antiques roadshow of uh
1: Oh I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd I kill for that. I'd kill for that. I, I would. The, the
2: minimum, point. the minimum I see it going for is two hundred dollars. Yeah,
0: sheesh. You, you're better off. Look, I'm, I'm gonna tell you though, Daniel. Next time you are in, uh, like Mooresville, around that area, like if you if you ever get there, like near, you know, just outside of Charlotte. Uh, I lived there for four years. To <laughs> Oh, well, there you go. Well, if you ever go back, you know, if you ever, <laughs> they're visiting, go to, I think it's the Mooresville Thrift. Uh, there's a, there's a guy, I think it's, well, it's Booth 34. Either way, he has every die cast known to man there. Okay. Like, yeah. Like literally they have like 120, well, not 124s, but uh Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. uh one sixty fours you can get like ones from like ninety I will say like the late nineties, some obscure ones, like I found a Dale junior number thirty one sickens, like whatever that brand was like whenever he was making his first this uh bush series starts this this one. Uh uh yeah and then there's also yeah i got that one and then there's like a white one as well they too. I, I like or how a, daniel just stood up and said oh you mean this exact there, one oh, you mean this one <laughs> yeah. yeah like he'll have like some of the most obscure stuff there and it's only like a dollar or two dollars and uh if you go within the booth because it's like all of the 124s are in there He has like all of the new stuff on the left side but when you like look around they have stuff from probably the early 2000s all the way till present so i was just finding stuff in there like and if you go in like any random booth somebody will have nascar stuff in there uh just because it's you know car country and you'll get like i found a uh NASCAR 2000s Jeff Gordon car that he ran at Daytona, you know, yeah. the year that I think he blew his engine. I found that for like $10, just sitting there, brand new in the box, never had been taken out. Guy was just getting rid of it for $10. Nice. So, All right. Well, yeah. we've,
1: we've clearly run out of stuff to talk about if we're just talking about <laughs> yeah. our finds at the, at, the, at the thrift store. So, yeah, that, that, that will do it for uh this episode of dropping the hammer thank thank you phil for once again dropping by to talk about everything um i this feels like the most that we have had to talk about in a very long time yes. so so phil, phil it was where, a busy where, week yeah yeah so phil where where can everyone find you on the interwebs
0: Ah, uh, well you can find me on twitter at Phil in Espanol, uh, basically P-H-I-L-E-N-E-S-P-A-N-L. Either way, just sound it out. You'll figure it out. Uh, (laughs) Or just look up Phil Spain and you'll find me. Um, I also write for a website called Pitbox Press. Uh, We're basically like a small group of NASCAR fans uh, starting kind of the path to trying to get credentialed, you know, with the media now. Uh I know one of my friends just got accepted for credentials for the role. So that'll be a good boon for the site. Uh and yeah, and I'll have stuff uh to share on social media this weekend about what happened with Moneyline. But uh <laughs> you know, and I can't wait to share that with everybody. So it's, it's gonna be exciting. All right,
1: man. Well, thank you. John, where where can everyone find you?
2: Uh, I'm at John Lafellet. J-O-N-L-A-W-F-I-L-E-T. I I do not uh, give legal advice online. You have to listen to the podcast to get that. This is exclusive content. It's exclusive content, and if you're listening to this, you now owe me $500. (laughs) <laughs> um, I have uh, I have Cash App, Venmo, or Zill on Chase, so any uh, of those. Sure, are fine surely there are me.
1: people out there doing legal services via Patreon <laughs> or something like that. Well, I'm sure, sure yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, uh, no, I'm sure, I'm sure they are. <laughs> so. So, all right. Well, I'm Daniel McFadden. Please like and subscribe to the podcast on your preferred platforms. Subscribe on YouTube at youtube.com/slashdalemcfadden and follow me on Twitter at twitter.com/slash. And please read my weekly column at com. I wrote this week both on Bubba Wallace's, Bubba Wallace's win and also on Kyle Busch finally announcing where he's going to race in 2023. So I'm Dale McFadden. Thank you for listening to Drop the Hammer. See you back here next week. And.